whole time we were on our trip. We had uh, safe travels the whole way there. Uh, we heard about other clubs whose vehicles broke down and trailer wheels fell off trailers and all kinds of stuff. But um, but ours, we were uh, we had a safe trip there, a safe trip home, uh, and the Lord really protected us the whole way. Nobody, <clears throat> I take that back. We had one small injury. Somebody was playing a game and lost their two front teeth, and fortunately, we had multiple dentists to be able to call and get some advice, and then he got two new teeth during the week, right? That day, it was, looked like brand new and didn't even slow him down a little bit, which was good. Um, but we had a, uh, a really blessed time during that whole week. Um, we started off... I don't know how to use this thing. It says it's on. No. So this was the... Uh, Entire group that went that wasn't already there. The uh, the arms had gone. Heidi Brockton and Weston had actually gotten there earlier. They had taken a staff member's wife and gone one day earlier than us. But this was us leaving from the church on Monday morning. The whole group there, everybody ready to roll. Um, as you can see, everybody's pretty happy. We're all thrilled about going. Uh, we had a nice nice prayer before we left, and uh, this is the group that we spend a whole week with. And, you know, sometimes when you spend a week with people that, you know, it's hard enough to travel somewhere with your own family and spend a week, and you spend a week with a whole bunch of people that you don't normally spend that much time with, uh, it could be very difficult. And I'll, I mean, we just had a terrific time with one another. It was very great. So normally we do these things, and one or two parents generally does all the shopping, and the kids just get to show up. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, you want to get the whole? I think everybody gets the point. So um, so we actually let the kids get involved this time in our shopping experience. So we stopped on our way out of town, walked them through a couple of stores, and you can see we had three carts, I think, at Costco and two more carts at Meijer to fill up for the uh, week worth of feeding 21 people. Um, and that was a really good experience. It went really quickly. The kids were very helpful. And I think they kind of realized how much work actually goes into some of these weekends where we disappear and go camping. And uh, here's the, the group as we're traveling. Uh, you know, you see Mr. Lefebvre's driving a car there with all the girls, and then we had all the boys in another car. Uh, and we went through the, on the way there, we went through the UP. It was beautiful. We had a great uh, scenic drive on the way there, and uh, everybody was kind of filled with excitement. And uh, this is our actual campsite at Oshkosh. So uh, you can see the girls are there looking at the weekly, that's like the, the list of honors and things that you could do for the week, I believe. And that's the boys doing the same thing, trying to figure out what are we going to do all week long while we're there. Um, we didn't necessarily have a full plan on everything we were going to try and do. And there was so much stuff there that, um, I mean, this thing, it's on an airstrip. And there was 57,000 people there that were all camping. Um, it, it was literally multiple cities within 
a city. I mean, it was, uh, it was just, uh, we didn't see the whole place. Um, and it would have been, it wasn't impossible to do, but to be able to see everything and do everything that you wanted to do, it would have been very difficult to get around the entire location without a golf cart or something to take a tour. Um, but as you can see, the, the kids really, they really seem to enjoy themselves all week. They uh, had, in the airplane hangars, they had all kinds of fun events and things to do. Uh, that was the back of a trailer. They had kind of an obstacle course. What was it called? I, uh, Elijah? Like a, like a maze thing inside of the obstacle course where you had to squeeze in and out of spots. I thought about doing that, but then I saw... Elijah finding his way out of there, and I thought if I went in, they may never get me out if I was able to even get in. So the kids spent a lot of time doing that. They also had a bunch of like virtual reality experiences that uh, for both, like there was uh, airplane kind of themed things, and then there was also biblical, uh, there was a biblical one where you could, like a David and Goliath story where you could get involved with the, put the virtual reality glasses on and kind of have uh, get kind of tossed back into time and get involved with some of that. Um, the weather was very good for us the whole week. The Lord kind of helped us with that as well. We only had one day of rain, and that only lasted about half the day. And then all that really got us out of was marching through the entire camp that would have taken about two hours. And the kids were actually, I think, maybe praying for the rainstorm that day so they didn't have to do it. Um, and then we have the pins. And if you look downstairs, we have the Pathfinder trophy case downstairs. And uh, the Michigan Conference put out 10 separate pins, uh, nine different ones that went out to different clubs that you trade. And uh, it's a good way to get to know people. There's actually an honor in Pathfinders that you get for pin trading. And uh, one of the requirements is you had to trade with five people you didn't know. So it was a good way to kind of get introduced to people from all over the world that you don't know. And clubs from all over the world have different pins. And uh, uh, some of the most, if you get a chance, Brockton and Weston did this a lot. And they have probably the most impressive pin sets I saw there. They had some really cool ones from Australia, from Mexico. Uh, there was just from all over the place. And these things get very intricate and, and very cool. And so you see right here, the kids actually set up a shop almost out front because you could wander around and see people or they could set it up right in front of our campsite and as people walked by they would stop and talk and you'd get to know people as they came through hear their stories about where they were from um, and and the kids uh, they got to they got to get pretty good at this pin trading thing and get pins from all over the place and they at the end of the day we'd try and see who got you know what were some of the cooler pins that some of the kids had gotten during the day uh, we even helped, even, even Connor got in on a little bit, Our, a staff member, we had a, Connor was on staff at the campery, but on his downtime, he would find his way over to our campsite sometimes for granola bars and Oreos, and uh, we gave him a few pins, and, and even Connor got in on the action a little bit. Uh, this is an overhead shot of the Sabbath service uh, on Sabbath morning at the campery. So that's 57,000 people in there, and it, it's hard to see even from here, but when we would get out there and get into a location, if somebody was behind and trying to find you, 
um, it was difficult at best. You know, even when we just leave to go use the restroom and then bring a group back, to find your way back to the location where we were at was difficult to find your spot. Um, but it was, you know, it was just awesome to see these people from all over the world that believe like we do. And I think that was one of the, and the kids will talk about this some, but I think it was one of the biggest takeaways that many of them had is that being in a small town like we are in, uh, to realize that there's believers all over the world that believe like we do instead of just a small section of a small community here in Cadillac, Michigan, or Lake City or Bristol. Uh, you know, there's people from all over the place that, uh, that believe like we do and worship God like we do. And so we, I'll tell you, this is so big, we never even really made it to over this area. I mean, most of the nights... In days we were in this area, and this is where we would come every single night, uh, about five o'clock, between five and six o'clock, you'd see everybody would start heading to this place with their lawn chairs in hand to find their spot to get close to the stage. Um, the people that are in this closest area to the stage would have to get there about noon and to sit there for six or seven hours to because the program wouldn't start till 7:30 in order to get that close. We decided that that wasn't as important to us because they had huge screens that you could also see the event on. Um, you can also see up here in the top left, this yellow circle thing uh, that's outside of the bounds. There's two huge cranes that are holding this thing in the air, and that was a world record-breaking Pathfinder scarf. So it's the largest scarf that's ever been created. And uh, we'll see that in the next slide here. There was two world records actually broken at this thing. Uh, the scarf there, I mean, just the, the sheer size of this thing, they showed a video of how it was made. And uh, I think it was like 2,200,000 stitches to put this thing together. They had some pretty cool facts about it. And they also made the largest human cross. So those are people wearing ponchos standing in the shape of a cross that they also did. That was about 13,000 people standing in that shape of that cross. We did not participate in that, but it was just something cool to uh, see happen there. The other thing that was also great is they talked about on Sabbath morning, there was over 1,000 baptisms. So every single night when you'd get there, between 6 and 7, there would be two pools, and they would just be baptizing. I mean, it was just one after another that they were baptizing kids who had made decisions on previous nights during altar calls. Um, one of the funnest, uh, in my opinion, one of the things I thought that was the most enjoyable was every night when we would get to the meetings, um, you know, seeing the people that were so excited to be there from all over the world. So every single night, people would carry their own flags from their areas that they were from. And uh, it got a little bit rowdy and a little bit wild sometimes because it, it almost felt a little bit more like a like an international soccer match or something just because there's just these people that are so excited to be in the U.S. that are from Ethiopia, they were from Kenya, they were from Haiti, Puerto Rico. I mean, it was a hundred about 100 countries represented here. And they would be carrying their flags and when, as they'd run around the arena with their flags in their hand, the people from that area or people from the United States that maybe are from that area would cheer for them as they were coming through. And 
um, the, just the joy that was on the people's faces that were carrying these flags around to actually be amongst in a place where they could worship freely. I mean, a lot of these people are coming from places where they cannot worship freely, where they have to worship more in secret. And to be in a place where they could worship and feel as though they're a part of a larger group, I think that was just liberating for all of them as well. And to see that and see the excitement and how we were talking about, you know, oh man, it's a seven hour drive. And then you hear from people that came from Africa that left like six days earlier and they had to fly into Miami and then they drove from there and you're like, well, okay, I guess it wasn't so bad drive. <laughs> Trying to decide whether we save an hour driving through the UP or around Chicago. Um, and then every single night, uh, there was the praise team that would sing that uh, chosen song that we just that the kids just sang for you, and uh, and just uh, they would it would get dark out and people would hold up their cell phones and put the little flashlights on you know and you'd turn around and that's when for me it sunk in how many people were there you know you'd turn around and just see thousands of lights behind you of uh, people who are all just singing these songs and worshiping and uh, and even our kids sang. You know, normally you see their lips moving here sometimes, but you, you can tell they're not really singing. Uh, and they were, even they were singing at this thing. And during this, they went through the life of, they, they had a play every single night that lasted about an hour. It was kind of how you finished up the night. And uh, they went through the life of David and Saul. Uh, and to see the difference between how David handled his challenges and how Saul handled his challenges and the different outcomes in their lives was played out throughout the week. And, uh, and this was a very captivating story. I think um, I fell asleep one night, but that's just because I was having to wake up so early to find an open shower. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was a, uh, the, the story was phenomenal. And the production itself they had spent, a, you could tell it was, they had spent a tremendous amount of time on this, the stage. Um, there was a high level of commitment from the people who put this on to put on a top-notch uh, performance for the kids. Um, you know, they didn't bring these people from all over the world to, uh, to put on a lackluster performance. They really, really did it well, and, uh, and it really was something that everybody stayed for. Until the, as soon as the play was over, Everybody left, but, uh, but to, while that was going on, nobody would leave. And this was our speaker for the week. Uh, he was from the Sacramento area, um, very energetic young preacher. And um, the kids generally loved this guy. Uh, it showed me that you know, the energy he brought every single night was infectious. The kids, uh, for the most part, were... Uh, very impressed with this guy, and he, um, unlike a lot of us that feel like we have to say a lot more words to get our point across, he was very succinct in his message. In 15 minutes, he could get across what sometimes I feel like it takes us a week to get across, um, you know, and very short messages that you walked away knowing exactly what the point of that message was, and, um, and, it, was, and it was very, it stirred my heart. Um, one of the messages he gave was just about the lost. It was you know, he gave three examples of the lost sheep that just kind of drift off in our, in our churches that don't even realize that they've drifted off, right? They just leave, they're gone, and you ask them, when was the last time you've been at church? And they say, two weeks. 
and when it's really been two months. And the prodigals who leave by choice. And he actually said a prayer that those prodigals, that, they, that their lives, he, he almost was crying, but he said that he really wanted their lives to be full of hardships and trouble so that they are forced back to the Lord. And, it was, and that was another one that just, as we're talking about these young people, and as we've almost accepted as a faith, half of these kids are going to disappear over the next 10 years of their life from the church. Um, you know, he was really impressing upon me that we can't let that happen. Um, and then he talked about the, then he said the lost coins, which are people that are here every single week, every single month that are lost, but they're still here every day. And we just don't realize it because we're not trying hard enough. So it was uh, short messages, but very powerful. We also had a couple of very important uh, Pathfinder events that happen here that normally happen at our camperees. Um, the three, uh, Ella, Josiah, and Peyton, were all braided to be TLTs, which is, uh, which is the program they start when they hit high school, for the most part, as Pathfinders. And uh, Leah, uh, we've talked about her a little bit today already, she... Uh, received her master guide uh, honor, which they did during the Sabbath service. And so you see uh, uh, Mandy was able to participate in that with her as well. I think that was a uh, very important uh, very important event in their life after spending a whole lifetime in Pathfinders and going from the, being involved with that to be able to do that. And they took, some, they took extra time to do that and showed the importance of it as uh, part of the program. And our last slide is the whole group, the day that we were, uh, the, the Sabbath service when we were all in uniform. Uh, well, not we all, they all, I don't have one. Uh, but they, uh, where they were all in uniform uh, that day in front of our camp. So we had, uh, this is the area we spent the whole week on. We were, uh, we saw a lot of the other camps and a lot of the other campsites. And uh, I feel like, there were some groups that were the same size of ours that were trying to figure out how to put all their tents on this uh, spot the size of a postage stamp. And uh, we, received, we, we were truly blessed with the size of our site, the fact we had a tree to provide some shade. Um, there were a lot of other people that were just baking in the sun and did not have, and they were just wall to wall with people and golf carts going by their sites all the time. Um, maybe even right next to the showers or the bathrooms and that kind of thing. And we were for our first experience for our entire club, all 21 people that went with us had never been there. Uh, so the fact that our entire club uh, were, were brand new to this and to receive, uh, to, to be fortunate enough to get that site that we got, it was a blessing because it was just another hardship we didn't really have to overcome during the week. So for me, I went into this with actually the wrong spirit. You know, and when we talk about it, it was, it was the man, we're doing this because the kids want to do it. I don't really want to do it, but we're still going. Um, this is going to be miserable. Hopefully we can make it through the week. And the only time I thought about like that when I was there was when it was time to go use the shower or the bathroom. But other than that, it was phenomenal. It was a great experience, and I've already said I'll go back in five years with the next group uh, that wants to go, um, which I assume after hearing all these great stories all these young adventurers that will be Pathfinder age at that point will want to go. And then some of the younger Pathfinders get the opportunity to go again. 
some of the older pathfinders, if they want to be staff at the point where we're building some staff members, uh, they'll be able to go again as well. So at this time, we're going to turn it over to the pathfinders. They're going to go in order from youngest to oldest. Mariah, you're so fortunate to be the youngest. You get to get it right out of the way. They're going to just tell a little bit about something that impacted them during the week or something that they learned from this. Our trip to Oshkosh was a, was a truly a blessing to be at. It was really cool to be able to see all the other Pathfinders from not just the U.S., but all around the world, and to be able to spend time with my friends and to make new ones. Oshkosh is, is a really good place to make a lot of memories with your friends. I learned a lot about a lot more about David, a lot more about David. I learned, I, learned, I learned a lot that I never knew about him. Oshkosh helped me to have a stronger faith in God after seeing what David had to go through to become king. The only thing I wasn't a big fan of were the showers and the bathrooms. The showers only had um, curtains for walls and a handle for to wash with, but all that was, it was still fun to, it was, Oshkosh was so much fun, and we couldn't have gone without you guys' support. Thank you. So when she says that there's a handle for the showers, it's like your spray nozzle on your sink. So those were hanging from the ceiling, and you could spray yourself down. But if you weren't holding that down, it wasn't spraying water out. So it was a little difficult. But go ahead, Noah. One of the main things I looked about Oshkosh was all the activities we did. One of the activities I really liked was a trailer that had mazes in it. One of the mazes, I told some of the other Pathfinders that I would wait for them inside. So I waited for about ten, for about 10 minutes when I got an idea. I was going to pretend that I passed out, and if anybody went by, went near me, I would jump up and scare them. <laughs> but one, I kind of feel bad for one of the people that I scared because he smacked his head up against the wall. <laughs> one, of the, one of the blessings I had was how so many people gave money and Bibles to the less fortunate and others in countries where there weren't many Bibles. The Cadillac Club as well gave Bibles. We, had not, we would not be able to do this without the Catholic SDA Church. Thank you so much for your support. They did a, um, a Bible. Uh, they tried to raise, they tried to get 50,000 Bibles to send all over the world. Uh, and I think Cuba, and I'm trying to remember what other country they were going to send those to. But if you, they wanted everybody to bring one Bible and one dollar for the shipping, and, uh, and so we participated in that. The International Pathfinder Cambry is a fun experience and a blessing for everyone that goes. But the most fun experience that I had was being at the, that I had was being at the nightly main stage program and seeing the Bible play in person. I had seen the plays from previous years before on video, but being in person made the experience more enjoyable. 
David, being one of my favorite Bible characters, it, the play gave me a clearer picture of the story of David and the hardships, trials, and blessings that he went through and had. Overall, the campery was enjoyable, and the experience is something you just have to see in person to describe it. Thank you, everyone, for your generosity and support. The Oshkosh Campery was like one of the best experiences in my life. The whole week really inspired me. When we first arrived at Oshkosh, after about eight hours of driving, I thought, this is going to be a long week. Our campsite was pretty big, except for one raised area of ground where the sewage truck would come to dump the sewage every morning at 5.45. And of course, the girls' tent went right next to it. We set up the food tent, then prepared our trailer for the week ahead. When we were all set up, our chaperones for the night took us to the shower state cleaned up. We were camping with 55,000 people, so I don't know what I was expecting. The showers were back-to-back -back cubicles made out of curtains with high-pressure water sprayers, not shower heads. When we finished getting clean, or maybe just wet, we went back to our campsite to have evening worship. We sang, worshipped, and prayed, and listened to a devotional talk from Mrs. Vogler. Then we went to bed, excited for the day ahead. We, the next morning, we woke up and had a delicious breakfast made by Mr. Lefebvre and Mr. Neatling. Then went pin trading. At noon, we went to the activities. We did a maze in a trailer where you crawled around on your hands and knees and tried to find the exit. Even though I got lost and got claustrophobic and thought I was going to be stuck in there forever, it was really fun. We went to the food trucks and got dinner there. When we finished with dinner, we left to get our chairs and go to the evening meeting. The evening meetings were my favorite part of Oshkosh. We watched a ventriloquist act out Bible stories with his puppet sheep, Lily. We sang the Oshkosh theme song and some other songs, listened to a powerful and inspiring sermon, then watched a play about the life of David. The rest of the week went by quickly. We made loads of memories and had some unforgettable experiences, like the porta potty and teeth getting knocked out. When Sabbath morning came, we put on our dress uniforms and went to the church service. We sang, listened to the sermon, and watched Mrs. Wolkler and Mr. Kurt Frayne and Vesley as a master guide. When the service was over, we went to the Michigan area tent to watch Peyton, Ella, and Josiah get braided. The last day of Oshkosh went by fast, and soon it was time for the evening meeting. We listened to Ryan and Lily for the last time, sang our theme song for the last time, and listened to the last sermon, watched the last play and watched the last play. When the play was over, we almost left, but Ron Whitehead came back out to thank the people who made Oshkosh happen. When he was finished, they began to shoot off fireworks. It was so awesome. When we went back to camp, we tore down the tents, the tables, and prepared the trailer so we could leave early that next morning. We all went to bed disappointed that the week was already over. Oshkosh was such a fun, inspirational, and spiritual event. You could feel God's presence at the campery that week. It was encouraging to the adults as well, I'm sure, because they could look around and see the next generation of Seventh-day Adventist youth who will bring the messages of our church to the world. I'm so excited for 2024 and for my little brothers to be able to experience that event. Thank you also, thanks also to the church who supported our groups so that we could go to this life-changing event.
My favorite part was the sermons. They were just very meaningful to me, and I appreciate the club for um, spending the money to do this. Some of the things I liked about Oshkosh were the many fun honors and activities we did. There, One of the honors we did was the sanctuary honor. During the honor, we, we got a, a tour of a full-scale sanctuary. It was, it, was, it was interesting to see all that it meant and represented, but activities and honors weren't the only thing we did there. At Oshkosh, pin trading is a big thing, and we did lots of that with almost, and we did lots of that. One of the things I liked was sitting with almost 60,000 people we, for the evening meetings there. We sang songs and listened to a pastor preach, and then we got from, and then we got and watched play about David. From, from, um, from, when we, from when he was a shepherd until he became king. But none of this would have happened if, it wasn't, if you weren't supporting us. So one of the things that impressed me most about Oshkosh was just the insane amount of people that were there. Like I had heard that there were around like 50,000 people that went there every year, but when you go to the evening meeting or stand in line for the showers, you just realize how many people are there. And it, it's kind of cool to see that there's more people around the world that are our age believing what we believe. And like soldiers going into battle, like. You can't do it alone. There's always, you can always count on other people to have your back and just doing the same things that you're doing every day. When I first heard about Oshkosh, I was just like, it's gonna be like an average campery, but with a whole lot of people. But when I got there, I realized that it was gonna be different than what I thought it was gonna be. Um, Seeing like that many people that actually believed in the same thing that we did was eye-opening because I always kind of thought that we were just like a small thing and we didn't really have a lot of people that believed in what we believed in. And my favorite thing about Oshkosh was the evening meetings because before I went to Oshkosh, I kind of felt at, like church was just something we did every week. It was just like um, like a cycle that we did, like just... Ever since I was little, we got up on Saturday morning and we went to church and we came home and that was, that was it. So um, when I went to Oshkosh, I, I've seen how many people actually believed in what we believed in and I feel um, passionate and I'm proud of what I believe in because before that it was just kind of like tacky. I felt like it was just kind of weird. I didn't really understand mostly what we believed in, but after being at Oshkosh, that changed, and I, I, um, I'm really proud of what I believe in.
Um, in the weeks leading up to the camp, we had heard a lot of negative and a few positive things about Oshkosh. But our leaders still decided to continue with their plans to go with more than a little uncertainty. But as soon as we pulled into the campground or airstrip in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for the International Pathfinder Camp Elite in mid-August, I knew it would be a blast. At least for those Pathfinders. <laughs> so starting Tuesday afternoon, we went exploring camp. And as the week progressed, we all made memories as we completed our honors, survived Porter Johns, fellowship with fellow believers, and believed freezing showers. But among these memories is the memory of the hardworking staff cleaning those same Porter Johns, acting in the plays, and leading out in song service. The pastors taking charge of worship, the donors who gave their time and money, the chaperones who kept us safe and dealt with our many needs, and especially the many friends and family members who stayed back but continued to keep us in their prayers. So even when we had difficult times during the week, we could still see the difference that these many people made in our week by their commitment and pointing us to Jesus. I could see the difference they made, and many could, after all. By midweek, over 500 Pathfinders had been baptized. That's when you realize that Pathfinders may be an organization of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but it's still a mission field where there are souls to be one. And we, as in the whole church, are the missionaries. The Camp Lee, like the club, has been a massive blessing for, for us all. Thank you for your generous support. My first impression of Oshkosh is when we entered the gate and were met by a sea of tents. It was just row after row of campsites. I had never seen this many Pathfinders in one place before. They were Pathfinder clubs from all over the United States and around the world. It was really an awe-inspiring experience. It made me wonder if this is what heaven will be like. You have people from different countries and different backgrounds, all uniting and praising and worshiping God. Of course, heaven will be infinitely better, but Oshkosh definitely gave me a little teaser of what heaven might be like. If anything, it made me want Jesus to come soon so we can have the ultimate Oshkosh. In closing, I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who made this trip possible. There was a lot of time, effort, financial support, and dedication that made Oshkosh an amazing, life-changing experience. So, um, I, I've been talked a lot about today, um, <laughs> was not expecting that, but I was invested as a master guide while we were at Oshkosh, and to me, it's a little surreal, because I've been in Pathfinders and Avengers my entire life, um, so basically that gives me not a way out, because it sounds like I've been trapped, but I haven't been trapped, <laughs> um, but it shows me that it's helped me um, grow so much in the last 17 years of my life, and I would never trade that in for anything. Um, so I just want to thank all of you guys for your support and your time and your money that you've put into this club. It, it means a lot.
something else. Um, one of the people that us as a club would like to thank is Mr. Schaefer, of course, because he put a ton of time into Oshkosh between getting the trailer set up and helping us set up camp and leading while at camp. So us as a club would just like to formally thank him. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elijah. Well, um, you know, I do think that we kind of put our time and energy where we feel like it's the most important. And, um, and for a lot of time in my life, it wasn't necessarily this. And so, um, you know, I'm glad I have the opportunity to do that right now. And uh, investing in these young people who, you know, when we talk about young people, a lot of times everybody says they're the future generation, the next generation. And in all honesty, they're the current generation. You know, we, um, we have a lot of places and, and ways to spend our time and spend our money. And, um, and I don't know that there's a better investment than to spend it in these guys. So, you know, as we think about going out and having evangelistic series to drag people in from all over the place, um, it, I, I agree that's very important. But if we invest our time and money and energy into these young people, uh, they can be a part of this work too. And, you know, we don't have to worry about finding somebody to replace one of these guys that leaves if we can keep them here. So that's a burden that's on my heart is to try and see that in 10 years or 15 years, they might not be at the Cadillac Church. They may be in Washington. They may be in Florida. They might be in Tennessee. They might be in some foreign country, but that all these young people stay connected to God. Amen. So um, once again, I think I impressed upon them that this stuff doesn't happen without the church's support. I believe they all, uh, <laughs> all mentioned that. So... That was uh, very good. We do appreciate the support we get from this church and from the other area churches. Um, you know, and, and we just request that when you think about this Pathfinder Club, you think about weekends like this and you think about the, the young people and uh, the impact that they're making on our community and the future impacts that they can make if we uh, keep spending our time doing, uh, doing what the Lord is asking us to do for them. So um, with that, it was a wonderful week. I don't think I think all of the chaperones who went were very happy that they went, and uh, and think that they all actually thought about doing it again if it, if the opportunity arose. Um, it was kind of funny that somebody mentioned the very first breakfast because uh, I think Mr. Neatling might be the one that was the most shocked that somebody thought that was the delicious uh, breakfast they talked about. We were still figuring out all of our supplies at that point, and maybe that was, uh, that was one of those things that we maybe wasn't our best. But, um, but by the way, Justin, Mandy can cook. Just so you know, she did cook several times, so it was, uh, worked out well. So, um, but thank you. So we are uh, going to uh, sing our closing song. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Todd. Go ahead. And Mandy. It's kind of an Im impromptu thing. Um, I appreciate Mandy being up here with me as well. We've, we've been in Pathfinders. <laughs> we've experienced a lot of hardships. My wife can attest to some of those early adventure <laughs> groups at Camp Asable. And um, 
But I think the main thing I wanted to share with you is that I couldn't have asked a better group of kids to do this with. Um, and I mean that. There isn't one of them that I wouldn't trust. And how well they got along, um, just, just their attitude alone did wonders for me. Because as it's been shared, some things are difficult there. There's, there's no way around it. And when you get in a group of 50-some thousand people, and I explained this to Tracy a little bit when we got home, when you would leave the worship service, it would be like traveling in New York City at the busiest rush hour. You were wall-to-wall people leaving. But knowing that you were with like believers, you didn't feel danger, you, you know, you felt good. And, but our kids, again, I can't say enough of the things that they showed me and their care for one another, how when there was certain events some of them would want to do, if the other ones didn't want to do it, they kind of were like, well, we won't do that one then. Well, they tried to always be cohesive and that we, they wanted to do the things that all of them wanted to do. So they cared about each other. Um, just a lot of things that I appreciated about it. Um, Mandy? I just wanted to mention, too, that there was tons of work that went on behind the scenes with people that couldn't or didn't come with us. I, Jill and I have done tons of camping, and, and Tracy and I and different people have done lots of camping in the background. John and I, he was our fire guy for many years trying to keep us warm as we were freezing in Camp Asabo night after night. And um, so it was kind of you know, heartwarming when I got up there, and it was, um, our staff was Andy, Todd, myself, my brother Craig, um, Heidi, Gunther, and Kara, those were the seven staff, you didn't really see us much because we were behind the scenes, but when I got up there, I realized that Christy had done all the paper pushing so that the TLTs could be invested and inducted into the TLT club and um, the master guide paperwork. She had kind of helped get that around too. Um, when I walked into our brand new nice trailer that even Andy can stand straight up in, everything was labeled and you could see through all the boxes and I knew Jill had made her presence known there. <laughs> so that made so much um, things so much easier. Um, Beth, my sister-in-law, she had done all the ordering for the kids so that they had all the matching t-shirts and everyone had their uniforms in place. So um, Justin, I was delivering puppies um, one night when I was supposed to be helping pack the trailer, so he pulled in for me and helped um, Jill and Andy do some of that. So a lot of effort went into behind the scenes, and I was super grateful for that help too. And just a funny side note, they keep talking about all the congestion and how crowded it was, and it was like a sea of people. It was like trying to keep track of all these kids in a sea of people that it was easy to lose connection with. And when we would get to the night meeting, sometimes we would try to find the rest of our club if we got separated or people went in front of us. And I don't know how many times it came in so beneficial that Andy is as tall and big as he is, because I would call him and I'd be like, I need you to stand up right now. And all of a sudden, I'd scope the horizon, and there was Andy. <laughs> I was like, we needed no flag. He just stood with his hat, and we, I'm like, there's our club. We'll just go there. 
So anyway, we had a lot of fun together. Um, before we left, I can attest that I, I maybe hated Andy just a little bit because he was the one that was spearheading this. And I said, I won't, I'll go, but I'm not doing anything to like back it up. So he said he would. Jill and I would always say, we would rather stick a needle in our eye than go to Oshkosh. So, so he knew he was on his own when he, he decided to take the kids and go. And I'm grateful that we went. It was a great blessing, and we had a lot of fun there and made a lot of really good memories. So thank you, church family, and thank you for all those that helped behind the scenes, not just this year, but many years in the past. We've learned a lot of lessons over the years, and I think it benefited us for the mob of people we faced at Oshkosh. So thank you again. Yes, that's right. Onward and upward. That's right, exactly. Thank you. All right. Maybe she just wants to knock the mic out of my hand if we tell any more stories. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you can see it with the week was a blessing. Um, if we, uh, why don't we go ahead and bow our heads. Lord, we, we thank you for the opportunity for this Pathfinder Club uh, and the people that have been involved with it from the beginning. And Lord, we, we thank you that our church has these kinds of ministries and, and programs to keep our young people involved. And Lord, we thank you for the just the many blessings and the people and lives that were touched. I know there were things that happened there that we don't, we didn't hear about today, but will affect this group of people uh, for a lifetime. And Lord, the impact that they'll have on future people that they meet, people they haven't even met yet, that this event will be instrumental in bringing people to your kingdom. Lord, we ask for safety as we embark upon another Pathfinder year and that You'll keep preparing our hearts and help us help remind us how much uh, how much spiritual blessing we are all received from this one, so that we can keep continuing to look forward to the next one, and that these are just a small small piece of what we can look forward to when you come back. Or we ask, uh, we thank you for the opportunity for us to worship today. In your name, we pray. Amen. Uh, Katie is going to come up.